Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. I'm very excited because joining me today is Sarah Louise. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Demi. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. How is your 2022 going so far? It's actually really busy at the minute because I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm trying to like um, organize everything like music equipment, etc. And just my whole life, pack it up in lots of boxes. But it's really fun because it's everything's happening at once. But I like to be busy. So it's all cool. Oh, wow. What a way to start the year. <laughs> Moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm so excited you're joining me today because we're going to be talking all about songwriting and honesty. But before we get into this, can you share with the listeners a little about your songwriting journey and your incredible project, Sunflower? Oh, thank you. Um, my songwriting journey started, I would say, when I was about four. <laughs> I was just used to record myself singing with um, a play and a record cassette tape that my parents bought me and I kind of annoyed them a lot because I would just literally press play and record and when I knew I could record my own voice I didn't necessarily like the sound of my own voice but I just loved what came out of my head just I could just sing about anything all day long um, and I kind of put it to bed because I knew I'd annoyed everybody like all through my school life just sing 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 all the time um, I really started my journey with getting people to appreciate it when I did some radio jingles and I actually was making up some harmonies and my producer said, wow, you've got some real creative skills there. And I just said, really? And then I used to go to a lot of open mic nights um, and write some songs. And then one day I just decided to record them. Never did anything with them. But it gave me the confidence because everyone I played it to loved them. Um, and I started doing all these competitions like The Voice and Pop Idol. And I really wanted to sing my own songs on those shows. But at the time, they wouldn't allow it. So it's quite controversial what I was doing. Um, and just to prove them wrong, I actually went on the BBC One's The One and Only as Madonna just so that I could kind of get my foot in the door and say, hi, I'm going to pretend to be Madonna, but I'm actually Sarah Louise. And I actually got through to the final round. I couldn't believe it. And then, and then I kind of got some clarity in my music because people thought, well, if you can pretend to be Madonna, you've got to be a strong character. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it kind of went from there. And then I joined a country band and it was just... And then I really found my feet in lockdown because I learned guitar and that was how I was able to express what I've been wanting to say all these years, you know? Yeah. It's just been, it's been such an incredible journey and it's been really hard because not a lot of people take you seriously as a songwriter. They just think it's a hobby, but this is my passion. This is what I've always wanted to do. So I've had, I know in my heart, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. That's Beautiful. Wow. I love what you said at the end there. I think a lot of songwriters can relate to that. You know, people thinking it's just a hobby. You're just writing songs for fun. But I feel like, you know, songwriters have so much to offer. Music is such a 
big part of life and everybody behind the music those are the writers um every single song that everybody in the world relates to it's because of the songwriters and so i think people need to start respecting us a little bit more and recognize what we do is actually something really beautiful yeah it, it just it makes you feel like someone can relate to it and as soon as someone can relate to your music you feel like you've helped someone and it's just there's no feeling like it and that's why i think you should never stop as long as as long as your heart is beating if you love what you do why stop exactly 100 percent. so tell me a little bit about sunflower how that project started and what it means to you so sunflower is really special because it's my third album originals album and i wasn't very patient because i actually did only release an album april of 21 um and it's a 12-track album, which was called The Shift. And everyone said to me, I've got new song syndrome. Because once you learn that you can write songs and people love them, you just want to keep writing them, don't you? Um, but this one, in lockdown, um, the second lockdown, I said, right, okay, I'm not going to keep getting distracted with all these other things that I'm doing. Um, my boyfriend at the time actually said to me, why are you messing about making lemon meringue pies in your group when you should be writing songs in your group? And I was like, that's a really good point. You know, I've got an entertainment group. I'm entertaining them by making all these things and doing all these things, which I love. But what do I love the most is songwriting. So why don't I do a challenge? So I started doing a challenge every single day, um, posting about 20 seconds worth of a song each day that I'd made up that day on TikTok. And if I got like over 100 likes on each song, then I would finish the song that day. It just turns out people were just overwhelmed and not really sure what on earth I was doing. Because they're like, what, where, what are all these songs, Sarah? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and I actually asked one of the girls in my like audience and she said to me, Sarah, you know, write a, your first song has to be about something that you really believe in. And I was like, right, well, I really believe in nature. I love nature. I love how it heals people. And yeah, she said, definitely write a song about nature. You need to write a song about a sunflower. I was like, yes, a sunflower. That's perfect. So I literally went away the first day, just come across. I was taking a walk home from, um, I'd been out for the day and I was like, I'm going to walk home. So I walked through the park. It was so lovely because I had all the leaves around me and no one was around. I couldn't hear any cars and it just felt free. And I just was thinking of this song. So I recorded it a cappella and saved it in my drafts sent it to um charlotte who suggested she goes oh my god i love it you've definitely got to write it now i was like okay so i did it and then that was the most like popular song the first one i think it's because people just could really relate to it what i was saying was really relatable because i was started saying you're a sunflower standing in the light you're a sunflower it won't happen overnight and what i was trying to get at was believe in yourself Give it time. You won't come out of yourself straight away. Just just take all the experiences that you get from life and let yourself grow with them. And don't be ashamed of anything that you've done because everything that has led you to this point has happened for a reason. And that's kind of what I wanted to get across. But there's lots more to the song. And then, then after that, they were like, right, you've got to record it. So after 28 days of songwriting, I took that song to record and I'd already had two more that I'd already written previously that I hadn't put on the album before and they were like put them ones on the album and it's really lovely because I had my audience not telling me what to do but they were kind of guiding me to what they really loved about my music and it helped me then produce it a bit more and, it, and I included them in the recording of it because when I was in the studio I was like what do you think of this 
posted a little bit in my group. What do you think of this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some strings. Da, da, da. And it was just so nice how it came together as a full song. Um, but the most special part of it was when my producer's daughter, she's called Lottie, she actually has been there the whole time. Um, because every time I record a song, I always see her there. Um, and she's from, right from a baby. I've always known her. And she calls me Auntie Sarah, which is so cute. Aww, and she said, she's like, what are you doing today, Auntie Sarah? And I said, well, I'm recording a song with Daddy. What's it about? It's about a sunflower. Oh, I love sunflowers. Sunflowers are my most favorite flower of all. I said, well, why are they your favorite? She said, because they love you just the way you are. Oh, I just so cute. I couldn't believe it. My, I had goosebumps, Demi, and I was just thinking, oh. So I said, Lottie, say that again. And I recorded her saying it. And then I put that in the group. And everyone was just like, their hearts were melting. They were like, Sarah, you have to include this in the song. Oh, my God. Um, and I showed it to my daughter after we put her on it. She goes, Mom, is this a little bit of a CBB song? Is this like a children's song now then? I was like, No. Do you even understand? <laughs> That's not like you have to accept everyone for who they are. That's what the song is about. You've got to accept that I've chosen my little girl, my little favorite little Lottie to come on this album because she represents pure innocence. And it's just it just felt right, you know. And when we asked her if she wanted to sing on it, she went, yes, please. She was so excited. So it's really cute. And she's her dad. She's only five. And her dad's like, Sarah, what have you done? She's got the buzz for it now. She wants to get in the studio every day. And I've got work to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That is such an adorable story and such a beautiful message for the song. Wow. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's just sometimes things come together and you don't know how they're going to, but they just do and for the right reasons. And it's just it became something more special because of her, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I love how you included your listeners and everything as well into that whole process. That must have been extremely special. <laughs> well, I've, I've literally had my audience with me that all through lockdown and everything I've done, I've tried to include them in it because there's been a lot of um, um, mental health awareness and I've tried to include all of my audience in stuff that's going on and and I try and go live every single week. I've been going live like twice a week just to catch up with people. And our people have really not relied on me, but they've kind of, they look at me as part of their family, I think, because the things that they share with me privately, it's like, wow, I didn't know that I could get to someone like that. You know, they, they tell me all their life story, which is really lovely. But when you've got like 150 messages in your private inbox about all different, well, Sarah, what do you think I should do about this? And it's like, oh my God, I don't know. I can't advise you, but all I can say is, I've got a song about that. Here you go. Have a listen to this one. This is what this is about. And just to try and help them that way, because I can't personally advise people. I'm not I'm not qualified for that. But through my music, if people can take something from that as a little bit of comfort, then then that's great. My job is done, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that, that goes right into our kind of topic for today, honesty. You're so honest in your music, honest with your listeners about everything, that they're kind of taking comfort in that and able to open up themselves and be honest with you. And I think that's something that all songwriters are trying to achieve, that mutual, beautiful, authentic, honest connection. Oh, I, I, I love my audience because without them, what have I got? You know, who am I? You know, one of the singers put on TikTok this year, what do I want for Christmas? I want my friends to listen to my music. 
and and that really resonated with me because I have been singing so long. My friends are like, oh my God, what's she doing now? You know, she's always live. She's always live streaming. She's always so busy. She can't come out with us. She's got a gig. She's this. So it's really hard for my friends to keep tabs on what I'm doing. Um, and it's just like, I treat that as going to work. So I feel like I've made new friends. Not that my old friends are not important to me, but I feel like this is my work life, but also my new family. It's like my music family can't describe it it's just like I feel like if something good happens to me I want to go and do a live I want to tell everyone and 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 my boyfriend's like you know why don't you tell one of us you know why do you have to go live about everything it's because they've been there for me not that no one else has but they've followed my journey I want to include them right I love that perspective you know I care about my family so much and that you know and my friends and if they want to listen to me great but I'm not going to force them to so it's really it's really nice when they say, oh, what what time are you live tonight? I'll join in or, or or I'll join in. You know, people have got busy lifestyles. So I only want people to listen when they want to. I don't want to say, come and listen to me. Come and do this. Come and do that. You know, because you're telling people what to do. That's not what I want. I want people to want to join in exactly. without pressure without pressurizing them. So what you just said about authenticity, I think that's what I'm trying to aim for. Just a little bit of being able to be me but also help people along the way as well yeah I love that I love it and that's a perfect transition into our quote for the episode by Callum Scott would you like to read that oh yeah I love that so this is I had to be honest in my songwriting for it to be where it is and it's always scary wondering if anyone will connect with that can you share what this means to you so I read some other quotes and this one really stood out to me because I was like, wow, I could have written that. Because I know you shouldn't care what people think, but if you if you didn't care what people thought, then you wouldn't be a songwriter, would you? You're not just writing music for yourself. If you are just writing music for yourself, that's fine. But in all my experiences of speaking to songwriters, they love their audience and that's why they do it. They want to connect musically. Music is the most powerful energy out there. And if you can't share that energy, what is the point? You know, it's like that is the way f- that is the way to someone's soul. I love that. 100% agree. And I think, you know, sometimes being honest in our music can be very difficult. I definitely struggle with that. But I think it's really important to recognize that if you're not honest, there's not going to be a connection. Because if you're not writing and singing about something that is meaningful to you or something that you went through that you want to express and get emotions out and all that, if you don't write about real things, people will be able to see through that and not connect to it. So, yeah, I think it's really important to be honest. So so when you write, Demi, do you know what I mean? Like, do you write about personal experiences or do you write for someone else, for example? Or, like, do you have something in your mind when you're writing? For me, it's always personal experience. Like, it's either, like, something that I have experienced, like, a very specific situation or it's based on, like, an emotion I had from something. So like everything I write about is rooted in my own emotions and my own experiences. Because when I started songwriting, I was kind of fictional with it and wrote stories because I'm also getting my master's in writing popular fiction. So I'm oh, like, awesome. yeah, yeah. So I'm like really good with making up stories. So you can do it. You can do it. So it's like, but, but you must, you must get inspired by different experiences that you right. had to be, exactly. able to, to be able to write fiction anyway. Because you've got, 
So just because it's your imagination doesn't mean it's not happening somewhere in your mind. Right, exactly. But I think like my songs when I started were so fake. Like I was writing about emotions that I haven't necessarily experienced or specific situations I haven't been in. Um, and it was really difficult because though the songs were crafted well and like the lyrics were good and the melody was good, I didn't personally connect to them because they weren't How me. did the songs do? I didn't release them. <laughs> oh, so you don't even know how well they would have done. I recorded them and didn't release them because I didn't oh, connect to them. Oh, you should definitely release them. They should definitely come out. Just You should do a comparison, right, and do a game and just go, right, this, there's one song here that I released and there's, sorry, there's one song here that I is a personal experience. There's one song that isn't. Which one do you think is true? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like just throw it on an album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Um, But yeah, I always try to be personal. I know exactly what you mean, though. Like my my guitarist, bless him, he was the one that helped me with my first album, Yellow Ribbons. He's like, Sarah, I've written this song and I'm going to play it to you. What do you think? And I was like, oh, that is beautiful. What happened to you? Are you okay? And he's like, what are you talking about? I made it up. (laughs) What? I can't believe. Is. It's like how he feels sorry for his son and his son was like really depressed and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Where did you get this from? And <laughs> I, just, I was showing a lot of empathy to him. He's like, Sarah, don't be so sensitive. You know, this isn't real. I just want you to sing it. I was like, sorry, Steve. I can't <laughs> sing this because it's not about me. He goes, right. oh, you've got to leave ego at the door. I was like, it's not about my ego. It's about my connection with this song. I don't, I love the song, but it's not for me because I don't feel this. It's, he wrote and he, he helped me with another chorus. It was like, anywhere with you. It's like, if only you loved me. I was like, Steve, I'm not going to say that. It's almost like Jolene. Jolene, please don't take my man. I was like, just have my man. If you're going to mess about, go and have him. I don't want him. Like, no, if only you love me, please love me, please love me. But I had a compromise with him. I was like, okay, I will sing that verse if I can change the chorus to something completely different so that it's more resonated with me because this is just absolute not me. So there's a song anywhere with you that I sing on Yellow Ribbons and it's like, and it starts going da, 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 and it's like, oh, if I could climb the highest mountain, I would swim strong as sea. It's like, yay, I'm back. Woohoo, positive. <laughs> <laughs> and he's oh, like, oh, man. you've got terrorize it haven't you I was like yep that's what I do oh man that's so funny but yeah you have to relate yeah that's so great well speaking of like you know singing songs that are you what would you say out of all your songs is the one that's most honest and most captures you on a deep personal level oh wow that's a good question um (laughs) well uh I hmm well, there's two actually, but I'll talk about this one. So I wrote um, a song for my daughter last January, actually, last December for her 18th birthday, because I don't know what to get someone that doesn't really need anything. You know, like I, we've been on holidays, we've done really special things together, and she's had to kind of put up with my career. It's very busy. One day I'm in, one day I'm not. One day I come home at three o'clock in the morning. She's got different babysitters all through her life, and she's kind of known me to be a singer all her life, and. I just wanted to tell her in a song, look, I know I'm a busy mum. I know I'm not your normal average mum, but I love you the most and you're the most precious gift I could have ever had. And I want you to know that you're my reason. You're my why. You're everything to me. And no matter what, no matter what age you get, I'll always be that person that looks out for you, even though I'm not your typical mum model. 
because she's like, why can't I just have a normal mom? <laughs> <laughs> why are you always singing? Why do I not mess about? And why do you always embarrass me in front of my friends? Because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of wanted to, and she's, and I said to her, I wrote you a song for your birthday. No, she said, what have you done for my birthday? I said, well, I've made you something. She goes, oh, a song. I was like, don't say it like that. She goes, oh, well. you haven't made me a song. Oh, that's so gay. Oh. And then she was just miserable. Anyway, I played this song to her on her birthday, done the lyrics. My friend done a proper lyrics video, done a slideshow of when she was a baby, put it all together in a really lovely Aww. video. And she cried. <laughs> and, she, and she shut the laptop down. She goes, I didn't know it was going to be that good. <laughs> Oh my god! And I, I didn't plan on releasing it or anything like that. I, I just wanted to release it for her, so that she had a song, so she knew. Look, this is not just about me, Francesca. This is about you. You're my why. So every time I sing it, I think my audience realise why, why it's so special to me, and they always request it. Always, they love it. So yeah, Eyes to See is my fave, I think, and um, Fly Free Little One which I wrote for a baby loss charity because I can connect with that too. And it's really helped people and it's given them comfort. So yeah, they're quite sensitive songs, but um, they're special, you know? Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. Um, you know, I think, you know, writing a song for your daughter too, like that's the most adorable thing that anybody could ever do it's like write a song for somebody like I always say like this is gonna sound crazy like when I'm married or whatever like I want to marry a musician because I like literally want songs written for me like on anniversaries <laughs> like put it on your vision board love it <laughs> like that's all I want like I don't want an elaborate vacation just write me a song <laughs> It's special. It's really special, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. So I think one of the most important things to talk about with honesty and songwriting is that when we listen to other artists' music, we can connect to them through, you know, the whole empathy kind of side of things. Because there's a lot of songs out there that are about things that we haven't experienced ourselves, but because of how they're written so honestly and openly, we can literally put ourselves in their shoes and know exactly how it feels. So are there any songs or albums that do this for you? Oh, that's actually another good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I met Lauren Elena at Dixie Fields, like before lockdown 2019, and she just totally, I was, I was, gripped by her lyrics she wrote about her parents splitting up I was relating to that she wrote about her life and how sometimes she was bullied and everything she sounded like are you me you know like who who are you you're like my guardian angel and I you know she's younger than me but I felt like she was there for me it's so weird I was like, she was standing on that stage and I just wanted to cuddle her. I was like, thank you. Thank you for making me realize how I felt about this situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I when I first learned guitar, I actually learned her song, Getting Good. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Every time I was like, I was training to, um, for the half marathon. Um, and every time, it's not your average running BPM, but... Every time I was running, I'm like, right, if I'm feeling a bit rubbish, I'm going to put that on. Because <laughs> I, it, it just makes me run faster and it makes me just be grateful for the for what I'm doing in my life. And, yeah, I just love it because it basically brings you back down. Have you heard getting getting back, getting good? Yeah, I have. 
yeah, I love it. And especially the um this verse, it's like, I'm afraid of both my parents dying. Oh, that bit, it's like, oh, wow. Because uh, there's so many people I've lost um, in the last two years and it's just it's just heartbreaking. You really do not need to be messing around in this life. Go and get what you want and just realise how grateful you are for the things you've got and people need to stop moaning and realise what they've got around them. It really winds me up because people sit and moan when someone next to them have got cancer, what are they moaning about? There's nothing seriously a problem. If you've got good health, you've got a roof over your head, you've got food on your table, you really need to take a look at yourself and think, right, I'm lucky because there's a lot of people out there that haven't got that and I'm not preaching, but it really get, it really gives you that, wow, sh- that that is, she's talking sense, that girl, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of songs out there that um, are about things that we can either personally relate to or things that are just so real that it's like it kind of gives you a reality check in a way because like they're opening up about these things that um, a lot of people struggle with and really put things into perspective in a very like lyrical and beautiful way and it makes you stop and think because this is the other thing too like very real things like that if you just like hear somebody talking about it or like hear it on tv or read it in a magazine or something it's not the same as like the musical and lyrical concept of like hearing it in a song do you know what i mean i think music just paints such like vivid pictures and gives you that emotional connection that really makes you stop and think about things it really does and I just don't think there's any other music like country that does that mm-hmm. in my experience because everything is just so heartfelt. Right. Um I love so I love soul music. Um but I don't think country can be beaten in genres because of the way that it makes people feel. And I think it's because of the instrumentation used. I think it's because of the the kind of beats per minute. I think that it gets right in your heart, I do. I completely agree. Like when I started songwriting, I started very contemporary pop. And my debut album, Dear Diary, I released in October is a pop album for the most part. And like I'm realizing now, like I'm shifting, like I'm going country now. And it's for that specific reason, like not that pop music isn't good. But if you listen to a lot of pop songs, it's not like deep lyrical concepts. It's more surfacey, um, And it's more focused on like instrumentation and like a cool melody and like the vibe but I've always been really focused on lyrics and so I think I'm naturally going more country because I'm for the stories and being honest and open and talking about real things oh that's lovely you you kind of have to go where your mind and heart take you right you can't really choose you can't really say what I'm deciding I'm gonna do this like 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 even when I talk to um my producer, I was like, what should I put? Because you know when you have to upload all your tracks to like, Spotify and everything? <laughs> right. I'm like, well, what is it? Well, it asked me for a category. I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, well, you're, I think you're more folk. I was like, no. And then I, don't know why, I don't know why I was so against being folk. What's wrong with folk? I don't know. I just think it took me away from my cowboy boots or something. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so fixated on, on titles and genres because it, it doesn't really matter. Right, because it, wherever it, as long as it's coming from your heart, it doesn't matter. Let let the algorithms decide what you are. Oh, perfect! Oh, I love this. This is absolutely perfect to kind of wind down on here, um, because I think you know it's all about being honest and open. And if you're those things, 
nobody's gonna care if it's a pop song if it's a country song soul whatever and i think you know like this is something that um i've talked on the podcast before about it's like some people can get so locked into being a specific genre or being focused on what the industry classifies as that genre like we can go on for hours about country music and you know some people saying that's not country pop country is not country this isn't country like it's so many people who are more traditional have all these opinions and it's kind of gets annoying yeah it's very annoying because it's not about genre it's about what the songs are saying and if the songs are open and honest and connecting with people then they're doing the right thing it's not about it being a certain kind of country music it's exactly right because as long as you're being true to yourself Mm -hmm. then you're not you how can you be wrong right only someone else only someone else can decide if you're wrong (laughs) in their opinion you know who says anything is wrong It's, it's just people's opinions that make things wrong but it doesn't even make them wrong it just makes someone's opinion different, that's all. Exactly. So I think it all comes down to just be true to yourself, believe in yourself, and put out music that you love and that speaks to you and your listeners. Exactly. If only everyone could think that. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be a lot nicer and more peaceful, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Well, I loved having you on, Sarah. Before you go, can you share some advice to any songwriters listening who might be struggling with being honest in their music? I would say, I know this sounds cliche, but (laughs) I'd say look in the mirror and actually sing those lyrics to yourself. And and if you feel them, then they're right. If you don't feel them, you're not really singing them to yourself because if you can't sing them to yourself, then you're not going to sing them to anyone else. So you kind of, you've not got to be an actress, but you've got to really kind of like let your guard down and and like be completely authentic about when you're singing something and just think right you know what I've got to, I've got to do it like I'm reading a letter out when you're singing a song I kind of treat it like I'm reading out a letter and pouring out my heart on my sleeve because that is what you have to do mm-hmm. if you want your audience to connect with you you've got to be raw I personally think that I mean it's not it's not necessarily the only way you can do it if sometimes people have to block it out like there's with fly free little one the baby lost song i have to kind of try not to connect sometimes otherwise i can't get through the song so i have to kind of block but as long as you can push out the emotion you feel and that comes across then that is the main part of songwriting just go for it and don't care what people think as long as you love it someone else will love it perfect oh <laughs> absolutely perfect oh sarah it was lovely having you where can i share with everyone where they can find you on social media and listen to your music yeah sure so on on spotify i'm sarah louise and you can find my album sunflower easy to find sarah louise sunflower and all my other albums are on spotify under that same name and of sarah louise music on all the other platforms it might be easier to put sarah louise underscore music on tiktok and instagram but everything else is sarah louise music awesome thank you so much again for joining me on the show thank you for having me demi and good luck with your songs Oh, thank I can't wait, you. Can't wait for you to release them. Yeah, you, have to you tag, too. Tag me in so I can hear them. I will. Good luck with all your music coming this year as well. Thank you. I definitely think I'm going to be writing more albums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the single thing. I'm doing singles for a while. Um, 
after my album i just need a break from the whole album thing so i'm doing singles yeah singles is actually a really good idea i don't know why i just don't do singles this, I mean, <laughs> sunflower has take it's really weird because this has been the least effort i've made on an album and it's done the it's done the best so far oh wow like, what great. is that all about you that just proves you how much you just have to not try so hard and right just be yourself, <laughs> you know? right exactly well thank you so much again for joining me listeners thank you for listening to this episode with sarah ruiz and of course until next time stay, stay right, right on, on track, track.